Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Nursing Blind Spot, a podcast that helps nurses understand diversity and inclusion and share their personal stories. Jamisha and I have the pleasure of talking to Mr. James Jackson, Jr. James, would you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, listeners. I'm James Jackson, Jr. I'm a nurse at Kingwood Medical Center. I'm a unit manager of the surgical oncology unit. I've been in the healthcare profession for uh, 12, 12 years, and I've been a nurse for 10 of those years. Um, I started my career here at Kingwood Medical Center um, as a CNA, and now I am a unit manager. I've worked in multiple areas here, and I think um, Hope and Jamisha are going to get into my career experience here. And listeners, we have to please give you fair warning. James is such a hard worker. He is still at work, so you are going to hear the nurse calls to remind you to go see your patients, okay? Jamisha, can you start us off with the first question? All right. Hello, James. Thank you so much for joining us. It is an honor to speak with you today. I'm sure your success has not come easily. What challenges have you had to overcome along the way? Um, one of the major challenges I have to I've had to overcome is um working as a male in a female a predominantly female industry. Um <clears throat> And an African-American, I've had to overcome a lot of challenges with um, patients accepting me um, and providing care. Um, some patients are a little alarmed when they see a six-foot, uh, 250s African-American male come in their room at 2 in the morning um, with medications or just assessing them to get a little alarmed. So... One of the things is my stature and me, my person, is one of the challenges I've had to overcome being accepted. Um, the other is um, pretty much uh, just getting the education and the opportunities to grow in this this profession. As a, as a gentleman in the nursing profession, how have you been able to break that um, how do I want to put it that bias that maybe you shouldn't be there how do you continue to move forward with that excellent question um moving forward in the profession well I would say this since I started as a nurse in 2012 I've seen more males come into the industry um, and having more males come into the profession, I've made it a business. I've made it my business to help welcome them into the career. Um, the, overcoming the challenge of being a male, um, you just have to learn how to network and to um, work, have a build a relationship, a professional relationship with the um, other coworkers, um, whether it's the physicians or the other um, female nurses on the unit because ultimately when we focus on the patient it really doesn't matter what your gender is that's true that's so true well said 
Um, can you tell us who have been some role models and mentors to help you? Role models, um, initially it was my college professor. Um, I started with my ADN at Kingwood Medical, Kingwood, Lone Star Kingwood, and I stayed in touch with um, some of my professors there. And I've worked and I've got my bachelor's from University of Texas Arlington and my master's from University of Texas Arlington as well. But the connection I made with those professors at Lone Star Kingwood, <clears throat> because I did it a, at a brick and mortar versus a virtual um, class, they have been very instrumental in kind of helping me and guiding me in my career, advising me on um, opportunities to take and what um, steps to take to grow as a professional um, nurse practitioner. Practic practicing nurse and mm -hmm. since I've been in the profession I've um, paired up with a ACNO um, she's now not working but she was very instrumental earlier in my career um, showing me how to practice um, nursing and I've stayed in touch with her her name is Bernice Bibich and um she helped me in my leadership journey. So I've connected with um, some of my instructors and they, someone who was in a role that I was interested in um, growing into. Nice. So would you say that every, every nurse should find a mentor? What do you think about that? Absolutely. I think um, every nurse needs someone to help them navigate this um, career especially if they have aspirations on um, becoming a leader or aspirations on specializing in any area of um, nursing. Because there, because the profession is so broad, you can find yourself dabbling in a little bit of this, dabbling in a little bit of that, and never really having a um, solid foundation or direction in your career. And you can be practicing um, being a nurse practice practicing nursing for seven, eight years and not having really made any direction toward a specific goal. Mm -hmm. That's so true. Yes, it is. I have a question for you, James. Yes, ma'am. In what ways are you giving back to the community and the profession? How do you um, inspire others who are coming behind you? I make it um, a point to volunteer. Um, I'm volunteering with the Gulf Coast Division Network um, Voices, um, Voices, which is a African American component of the Gulf Coast Division at of ACA's um, which Diversity Network or College Colleague Network. So I'm volunteering with them. I also um, make it a point to help students when they come onto my unit. Um, I spend time with them, just letting them know that the nursing profession is a great profession and it's an opportunity for them to grow and to be able to and be able to have a rewarding career. And it's not so much. Um, 
giving back to my community as in out in the neighborhood giving back to the community but i give back to the community of nursing by um help mentoring and um precepting new nurses and helping first year second year nurses on making decisions on how to grow in the profession it sounds like you are doing a wonderful job i have one more question for you and i want you just to take a minute and think about it Mm -hmm. can you share an experience that changed your practice and the way you viewed diversity and inclusion it's a powerful question I'll I'll say this and this is something that happened to me since I became a manager in nursing Um, as I said earlier I am an African American male um, six feet a little over 250 I'm not going to say my exact weight but um, my first month after I accepted this this um, position, I was rounding on my um, patients on the unit, and we call it nurse leader rounding. <clears throat> and I went into a patient's room, and um, she wanted some help with something, and I went in to help her. And she says, I want to speak to the manager. And I said, I am the manager. She looked at me and she said, you're not the manager. And at first I was taken aback by it. I said, yes, I am the manager. And I said, and she said, you can't be the manager. So at first, and my second thing was to turn my badge around because sometimes it turn around. And I showed her my badge and I said, I am the manager. It says manager here. And then I realized that she wasn't saying that I wasn't the manager because she didn't she didn't think I could be the manager, but she was saying the manager because she had never seen somebody like me in a leadership mm-hmm. role in nursing. And wow. when you say change my practice, after that moment, it was really cemented in my heart to pursue higher levels of leadership in this profession to show not only young nurses, young African-American nurses, but to show African-American patients and minority patients that their nurse leader doesn't always have to be um, a Caucasian female or uh, a female but it can be an African-American male. And to that end, I'm striving to move into a director role and to become a CNO so that I can influence and change in the practice of nursing. Wow, that's awesome. Yes, I'm, I'm inspired. Very yeah, inspired. for sure. Yeah, because listening to you answer this question, it made me think about myself and I have to be aware of my own biases too that I may place on myself and the, the mm-hmm. community may not be placing it on me. I may think of it, you know, so mm-hmm. I like how you were able to turn that situation around and really get to understand what that person was expressing to you. So that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yep. 
and and when I said it, when I said it was in, it changed my practice and my view of diversity. I a lot of time when you look at diversity, you look at African Americans, Caucasian, and minorities and majorities, and mixing it up. But in the nursing profession, I think one of the areas of diversity that has to be explored and has to be um, addressed is having a diversity in the leadership aspect of nursing, um, not just on the entry level, but as you go up in leadership, the minorities fall off dramatically, um, whether it's African-American, Hispanic, Filipinos, when you go higher into the leadership to the executive levels, you will not see as many African-Americans, Filipinos, Hispanics in those roles. And that's mm-hmm. something I'm trying to break so that yes. someone can have a reflection of who they are when they strive to, be, strive to come into this profession. Yes, I agree with what you said. Um, it's hard to, to look above me and 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 as we move up in this profession and you get another degree and another degree, you keep seeing that you're the only one. Exactly. I mean, just looking at the statistics to have an advanced degree or even a PhD, there's only 3% of the nation that have that type of degree. Mm-hmm. So say PhD, MSN, there's still not a lot of us. And then if it's 3% of the population, what are we, 0.5 maybe? Mm -hmm. If you say African American, if you say Asian, Mm -hmm. maybe even less than that. Um, So I agree with you that in order for change to happen, we have to push further and encourage others that the struggle may not be as hard. Um, we also learned that the average African-American who gets a master's degree takes up to 12 years. Wow. As opposed to um, any other nationality where they get it done in the three to five. Wow. And what are the barriers that stop us from getting these degrees? We're not talking about um, starting and starting and finishing. We're talking about, okay, you take a semester off, maybe do one class so what what are those barriers is it financial is it family how is it that it takes 12 years for that to happen i I mean anecdotally speaking hope i think one of the barriers for minorities or african americans in pursuing higher education is just having the um, luxury of just prioritizing their education alone um, most times, if an African-American or a minority is pursuing higher education, they are going above and beyond um, their, first of all, their personal commitments in life um, because it's definitely not something that's probable. Well, it's more than likely not something that has been financially set aside or financially assured for them so that they can have the luxury of saying, okay, I'm going to focus on my education and finish my master's degree. It's something that they have to add to their lives, such as raising their kids, having their families, 
paying their bills. I have to eke out enough money to be able to pay for college or a master's degree. And a lot of time that takes more time because you don't have that money set aside just for that. Thank you for that answer. Yeah, well said. So with that being said, um, what is one piece of advice you would have for anyone listening who desires to find success as a nurse but doesn't exactly know where to start? Hmm. Oh, find success. That's a interesting concept. <laughs> uh, because I don't think success is something you that's a finding thing. You have to purpose, purposefully pursue success. And in this profession, you have to, one, have a heart for people or a heart for caring um, because you won't be successful. You will, you, will, you will be frustrated every day if you come into this profession and you don't have a heart for people. So first you have to have a heart for people. And if you want to be successful in this profession, it's just, in my opinion, um, having been in this profession for um, 12 years, is you have to have a degree of resilience because you will be challenged every day. And when I say challenge, patients will challenge you, family members will challenge you, colleagues will challenge you, and your own um, issues within yourself are going to challenge you. So you have to have some degree of resilience. And you have to, um, as we said earlier, have somebody to mentor you or to coach you on this process. And coaching and mentoring is not just a term to use. It's a active process where you seek out someone who's where you want to be seek them out and say and submit yourself to their instructions or their advice and not only hear it but follow it and you could um find yourself in i would say less than seven years where you want to be where it may seem like it's some lofty goal that's unattainable but if you submit yourself to instructions and be willing to put in the work, you'll be there. Yeah. Well said. I love how you answered that question. And that is going to allow other nurses to think about that. And they can personally define what is success. Because it does mean something different to everyone. So thank you Agreed. for answering it in the way that you did. Agreed. Agreed. Thank you, James. I really appreciate your insight and you working to be a trailblazer for others who are behind you or even in arms with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And I've learned along the way that this, this road isn't, I'm not the first one, but I'm here now. And while I'm here, I want to help somebody else. And somebody's helped me and it's not to me what I give to the public or give to help someone else, it's it's all love. It's not something that's a chore or drudgery. It's it's all love because I know <clears throat> I could not have been here myself. Mm -hmm. And I came into the nursing profession. This is actually my second career. 
And I came into this profession with the heart to help people. Um, I spent 12 years as a forensic chemist and I was practicing science and I felt like I was just existing and I wasn't living. And having moved to nursing or healthcare, I've found a way to live and make a living while living. And it's, and I tell anybody, I love nursing. I love nursing leadership. I love patient care. And I can do this for free. That's how you know you found your calling, though. You know, when you would do it for free. Very I, much so. <laughs> I love it. I can do this for free. I mean, and when I say for free, I will take assignments that I know I'm not getting compensated. I could be making more money doing another thing, but because I enjoy it so much, the compensation part isn't as as much of a struggle for me. Yeah. I agree. It has to be a love. It, ha it has, you have to know your why. Mm -hmm. And that was really big for us. You know, what is the why? Once you understand your why, then you can move in the direction that aligns to the why. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because nursing is not for everybody. And nursing is not a career that you want to get into just for the money. Yep. So that's one thing that I do want listeners to know, too. So you have to have a passion for it. Mm -hmm. um, you should have a passion for it, you know. So well said. Thank you so much, James. Yeah, you, you'll be found out real quick if you're just here for the money. Um, patients yep. will let you know, I don't want that nurse in here because you won't have a compassionate the, the compassion. heart. Yep. yep. Yes. We all know that one nurse who's, <laughs> who's in it for something different. for your questions I'm, I'm honored to have been selected to be a part of your podcast oh thank you so much for joining us James we really appreciate your time taking the time out to speak with us and talk to our listeners and just pay it forward we really appreciate your time and commitment to do this today Excellent. Yes, thank you so much. we thank y'all for joining us and we hope that you'll tune into the next podcast for the nursing blind spot have a wonderful afternoon. Bye. Bye.